Thank you for joining us as we share in creating divine conversations with Jess and Mary. I'm Jessica Hartwig. I help people who want a big change or are going through a big change because I'm a certified results coach. I help people with solutions and my clients find that their lives improve beyond expectations. And this is my partner. And I'm Mary Markham, spiritual wellness coach. And I love helping others who are ready to say yes, to take, to let go and take that leap of faith so they can embrace new opportunities with clarity and confidence. So together we are the podcast, Creating Divine Conversations with Jess and Mary. And we're totally looking forward to 2024. Our podcast will go live on the second Wednesday of every month. So check those out as we move forward into the year. This week's topic is exciting. It's about expanding focus on the magic of joy. So together, we're going to talk about tips, tricks. We're going to go into all the things that might be a touch point for you. Because if you're struggling, if you're feeling like you're missing out on something, if you're feeling like joy is not part of your life and you're needing more, wishing for more, then listen in. Let's dive in. So the definition of joy, I know as simple as it is, Mary, is something that I think might be fun to talk about. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Let's start. You know, what I find when I look at the Merriam-Webster dictionary simply says joy is to experience great pleasure delight and the emotion evoked evoked by a well-being of success or good fortune or by prospect of possessing what you desire mm. what comes up the first thing is it's a choice really when you hear that it's not something that just happens Joy is a choice because as we know, we're always going to find what we're looking for, right? We're going to look for something joyful. And um, I know this great quote um, from Henry Nowen is joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every single day. So you think of all the things that bring you joy. So when you're not feeling joy, then look within yourself. Like, how do I find it? So it's that choice that you're always making. What do you think? I completely agree. Completely agree. It's a choice. I also wonder about genetics, to mm. be honest, and happiness with genetics. Maybe it's because of the work I did in foster youth. Maybe it's because I'm a foster adoptive mother. So I think about nature versus nurture. Mm. I do believe it can be found in our DNA. I do believe it is connected to the serotonin levels in our body. I think it's hereditable. <laughs> Can't talk today. I think it's hereditary. I also associate it with personality trait. I really do. But I also completely agree it's a choice every second of the day. Some of the research I saw when we were leading into this was that extroverts are generally happier why you know why is it in their genetics is it a choice they're making what do you think about what i just said there's a lot there you know it's complicated but what do you think well you said the word extrovert okay extrovert they're they want to be out there mm -hmm. right so they're just naturally um going to be looking for what they want to find so that's the first thing that popped into my head was 
I'm an extrovert. Okay, I want to be out there. I want to meet people. That's going to bring me joy. Because you're, but you can also find that joy being an introvert because you can find the silence and being present and, and just being reflective. So again, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think it can be hereditary, but I, I, it's to me, it's still a choice. Well, it is. And I honor what you said about connection because there is true fact in connection, bringing joy to human beings. Yes, definitely. When I look at why does joy matter, the things that come up when you do some basic research, and I think that maybe our listeners would like to hear this, joy matters because it brings us mental and emotional health. Mm -hmm. Introvert versus extrovert, mental wellness, all of those things that might be conjuring up some ideas and thoughts for you and our listeners, but I think it's interesting to think upon it. Your physical health. It matters towards your physical health. It matters towards your social connections. Yeah. How connected are you with other people? I even read in a recent book that I absolutely love, actually, by Lynette Eddy called The Fight Inside, mm-hmm. written by a local um, amazing woman in Reno, where I live. She is the founding uh, organizer of a uh, nonprofit called the Eddie house. And she helps foster youth who are homeless, get back on the streets and her program. I help serve her program. So I'm a big believer and it is a program that is nationally recognized. But the point of this is that she had mentioned that um, in her book, married couples have joy. Um, You would think more than a single person, but, but very often single people actually find deeper joy because they're they're more connected they have to reach out they have to get out and take care of their social connections in a deeper way along with their health and their well-being which i think is really interesting which we can talk about that more but also joy is motivational and you also tend to be more productive if you're happy yes i agree with you 100% it's that motivation it's the connection it's deepening your relationship with whoever it is that you're with. I think of those, um, like, I don't know, I wasn't say triggers, but maybe it's more like um, that motivation, uh, activation, whatever it is that drives that joy um, to deepen a relationship, to nourish on all those levels. It's contagious. That's what I hear you saying. It's basically contagious. Joy is an atmosphere that is positive. It's an impact on others that feels good. It's enhancing. It's it's bringing a better sense of well-being. Improved happiness is contagious. People feel it. They know Mm -hmm. it. They sense it. They want it. They absorb it. And believe it or not, it also improves your cognitive function because you are in a joyous state of mind. Do you think that happens? Oh, absolutely. Well, you think if, when you find that joy, um, even if it's like taking those deep breaths, right? Being present, say you're um, not joyful right now. Then you go out, kind of clear the air and you rediscover something that brings you joy And it just naturally is going to keep you connected. It's going to motivate you to be on fire for the next thing. It's like, oh, I feel good. Now, what else do I want? 
what's the next thing that I desire? So yeah, I think that that's definitely a connection um, that keeps us motivated. Yep. It's your mindset. Absolutely. You were just saying, yeah, I totally connect to you. It's, it's your mindset. And when you're in the middle of something difficult, big things like a death, a divorce, a job change, a loss of someone, an injury, feeling sick. It is so hard to be resilient and come out of it. I mean, I was sick last week. Do you know how depressed I got in just Mm. those couple of days? I start to notice because I do try to live in conscious joy that when I'm sick, mentally, I can tell you cognitively, I was like a fog and I had cold symptoms and I didn't feel good about my future (laughs) or my marriage. Like everything came crashing down and I was only sick. What happens to someone with far more traumatic, immediate injury and all these things? You know, how are we humans so able to move beyond and be able to have joy again? Yeah. How? Well, that's where I feel the first thing that came to my mind was you have to make that choice to say, I don't like where I'm sitting. Okay. I'm sad. I just lost this person that, you know, has been in my life forever or an animal or whatever it is. So it's a mindset change that we have to make. So it's that choice of saying, I don't like the way I feel, but how do I, how do I change it to find that joy again? Well, my advice is that we look for something with that person or animal that brought us joy. So that's what I talk about with, with my clients that have gone through loss, like asking those questions, what is it that um, you did with that person that brought you so much joy? So then you start to reflect and then you start to find that joy. And then I remember, and then I remember And you just keep going and you get more joyful because you're recreating those beautiful, joyful memories that you had. So that's the step that I really recommend when someone is not feeling their best, sad because they lost a loved one um, or a broken relationship. Instead of looking at the brokenness, look at the joy that there's something Even in a divorce, there's always something that you can find in that situation that brought you joy. You know, I can look and say, oh, I'm joyful because I have two beautiful children. I'm joyful because I experienced different places in my life that gave me other experiences. So we tend as human beings to sit and think of what we don't have, what went wrong. Instead, flip it around and look for the joy. Look for the beautiful message, the experience, the opportunity, that door that shut that helped you open up another one. What do you think, Jess? I completely agree because there's so many times in my life where I was living without joy Yet, when I changed my mindset and looked at what good I was receiving because of this difficult time, that's how I got through it. 
Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage even for our listeners to think for a moment, what did you change to get to joy in your life? That is an example of what we're talking about. And then remember that the next time life throws you a curveball. And that's the hardest part is to believe in whatever you believe in and believe in yourself and believe in looking at this as a learning and that there is good ahead. You know what I mean? And it reflects a bit about boundaries for me too, because sometimes we're off kilter. Sometimes we are not in balance. Is it because of the divorce? Is it because financially things shifted, an illness, a relationship change, a job, all of those big life-changing events, a move, it could be any of it. Why are you off kilter? And so establish boundaries that get you back into feeling good. Why do you have this discomfort going on? Recognize it and set some new boundaries and move forward. It's okay to establish these boundaries and keep that mindset of doing for yourself so that you can then do for others and live in more conscious joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing that came to my mind was um, qualities to practice, um, to practice finding that joy when you're in that mindset of not feeling it. So taking time to just be silent, yeah, just be silent and reflect, reflect on what was it that brought me joy or what memory and hold on to those. Just because we've lost a loved one, I've, I've lost my parents and, and, you know, right after that, it's so devastating, but instead of sitting in that sorrow and sadness that they're gone. I make the choice of living in those beautiful memories and tapping into, oh, and sometimes I'll even talk out loud, mom, remember when we used to da, 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 and how much fun, oh my gosh, the laughter we had together. And it just naturally brings out that joy, right? So it's just really finding that time where you can just sit in silence, feel the feels and reflect on um, the joy and just being present, just being present and sitting in that joy. How peaceful. That is a great tip. Great trick. You're basically saying, well, think about tune into what you value. Yeah. Whether it's your family, your faith, your work, your purpose, your art, your whatever you value, take a time, take a breath Mm -hmm. and dip into it, stay connected to that. And then those connections grow and the boundaries expand into places that bring you further joy. The more you work on that day in and day out. Yeah. And don't be afraid. Like anything in our life, we have to nourish it, Mm -hmm. right? We're, we're nourishing our body. And again, we think about the things that we put in our bodies, same thing. Our thoughts are no different. So when we put those good thoughts and taking time um, to sit in what brings us joy, um, then it just, it nourishes our soul. That's right. 
we need a vacation from the day to day sometimes. And it doesn't mean you have to take a vacation, although that would be fantastic. Guess, guess what happens when you go on vacation? You get present. You're not connected to the day to day busy, right? You're listening. You're looking at the flowers. You're smelling this. You're with the person you love or not the people you want to be around. It's very, very present. So what you're saying is, how can you give yourself a little bit of vacation every single day? Yeah. And so often we don't, we think that it has to be this long drawn out time. And then it's easy to say, oh, I can't do that because that's going to take me 30 minutes. I'm talking three to five minutes. That's it. <laughs> three to five minutes to allow yourself to find that joy, to change your mindset to say, I find the joy in whatever, whatever it is. You're right on. And I'm looking at a book that I was given by a great friend of mine, Carlo Osorno, who's also a life coach and the book's called Joyful. <laughs> and one of the things that this author, Ingrid Fittell Lee wrote was about the aesthetics of joy, which is what you were describing. Mm. It is being able to have harmony. It is being able to have the freedom to move into whatever space you need to move into. Maybe it's the natural world. Maybe it's just being a little more humorous or a little more wild in your day and it's the abundance that's all around you and the energy and the color and the light that you want to live and be it's all of those things and if it's being with your family and talking to your mother who's passed away whatever that transcendence looks like that is the magic of joy it's celebrated mm -hmm. she talks about being in renewal and blossoming and expanding it and it's an excellent book on this topic and it's relevant because it's unique to you. There is no black or white. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You said to celebrate and you think about that. When we share in the gratitude of what we're given, you can't help but be joyful. Gratitude. Right? Yep. Don't you see it? Uh, don't we know it? Don't we all think about it? It's the truth. You're right on. Gratitude somehow connects us to joy. Yes. In our intuition and in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And there's a doctor that I was reading. Her name is Jamie D. Aiton. And then this doctor was connected to another doctor, Pamela Epstein King. And Pamela Epstein King says joy is a core human experience. Mm -hmm. And I saw that in psychology today when we were talking about this topic, because it is a core human experience and we are meant to live in joy. Absolutely. And don't you agree? Absolutely. Right? We're not put yeah. on this earth to not be happy. Right. And that's why we have to shift. We have to shift our body. We have to shift our, our thoughts, shift what we're doing if we're not in joy. If we're sitting in something that doesn't feel right, doesn't bring us joy, then shift your body until you can feel different. Feel the joy. 
And Dr. King said that too. It's funny that you mentioned that because she talks about three things that are really important to deeply help you understand what matters most in your human life. And they are growing authentically and living into your own strengths, whatever your strengths are. And I can see that in my own life, right? I was actually just talking to my husband about that yesterday. And the second thing she says is growing in depth of relationship and contributing to others. We do, we all, most of us have a sense of wanting to help others and relationship. I will add whether that person is alive or that person has passed away. That is still a relationship that exists. Absolutely. Right. And the last thing she says, then there's much more to read about her, but living more aligned with your own ethical and spiritual ideals. Mm -hmm. The more one is able to live a strength-based life, reciprocate relationship with others, she says, and live with more coherency, the more joy one will experience in life. It's not an individual pursuit, but one that deeply involves our connections with others. You can experience and discover joy in a variety of ways. If you do things you love, you grow intimacy with others and clarify what your values are and pursue them. Amen. I love that. I do too. And, and I just, I challenge each and every listener to invite, invite that connection, invite that joy into your life, invite it. Just tap into your values, the things that bring you joy. Three to five minutes, just practicing that every day of gratitude will make you even more joyful. And it's so true. In addition to your grateful practices that I know many of our listeners have already in place, you could wake up each day and be very intentional about how you're going to live in joy, even knowing that you're facing difficulty and challenge that day. How are you going to walk into the world today when you wake up, whether you're in the shower or walking out of bed and hitting the ground with your feet. How are you going to do that? What is the one thing you're going to remember to get you through staying in that mindset? We're human. We are all human, right? Living this experience uh, on, on, we're spiritual beings living this experience as humans on earth, as they say. Yeah. So it's intentional as we've talked about. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult because guess what? In the United States, when I was looking at happiness, a CNN poll in 2023 said that only 69% of people were feeling that in the United States, things were actually, they were saying things were going badly. I have my number wrong mm -hmm. in my head. They were saying 69% of people thought things were going badly in the United States. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's because it's a poll from a news station. I don't know, but it caught my eye because the biggest reason was economic conditions. And that's what caught my eye. When I think about financially where I've been or people I know, is that a factor in joy? Mm, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why this awareness, like this podcast, this awareness needs to be made with all of our listeners out there to share in that joy to help someone else, because let's face it. I mean, since COVID, um, you know, the mindset of so many still live in so much fear and anxiety. And so it's hard to see the joy 
it's hard to see um, things when you reflect on the losses. And so it is tough, but find that joy. There's something, there's a memory, there's something that each and every one of us can shift our body to find that joy. Mm -hmm. Because COVID, like you said, we all know we're not denying it affected us all in positive and negative ways, right? Yeah. And when you think about financially, the impact it's had on families and our youth and our retirement and on and on and on. No wonder economics comes up as the top layer as to why 69% yeah. of 1,595 people said they were this country was not going in a, in a strong way. And so even if you're in a poor place financially or you're not feeling successful financially, then what can you do to change those desires. Maybe you can actually start to shift with your money management and time management where you're going to put your focus. Yeah. Give again, that universal energy of metaphysically, you know, giving and receiving, mm -hmm. I believe in that as well. So maybe just tweak where you're spending your money, tweak where you're spending your time because mm -hmm. your checkbook and your calendar really show what you are spending time doing. Is it what you value when you look yeah. at your checkbook and your calendar? Yeah. Is that where you want to be spending and doing? Yeah. Is that bringing you joy? Is it? Yeah. In the US, I was looking at the signsofpeople.com, which is another great website. And they said that they found that men's health and happiness is strongly shaped by employment. Mm. While women are more significantly shaped by education and marital status. Mm. That's fascinating. Why do you think do you, that is? Oh, that's a good question. I think that is because it's part of our culture with men being the, you know, the superpower and the, the you know, the hierarchical mm -hmm. archetype, whatever, you know, like that's yeah. just our culture, you know? Yeah. And that was U.S. research. Mm -hmm. And that it is subjective to health and happiness and how factors like the socioeconomic status does impact the sexes, you know, and how you yeah. identify too, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't know. I think that it's shifting big time. It's going to be interesting to see in the next couple of years, what those numbers look like. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at the science of people in our country. Yeah. What is something just that brings you joy? Man, the first thing that comes to mind is um, being in my home. Mm. I'm grateful for this home. It's the best home I've lived in. It's the best energy. I've lived in many homes and I've loved all of them really in a lot of ways. But I do think this is my favorite place to live. I love where I live in the United States. I love the city. I I love this house. I love that it's mm. pieces of me that I look at. And we're in the great purge right now in my house. We're calling it like the, the great purge, getting rid of things. And it's hard for me to get rid of things because there's, you know, 53 years of my life in the things that I carry with me. And there's 25 years of marriage in the pieces of furniture and art and photos and dishes and everything that I look at. But um, it's also good to clear some things out and open up some space for the new, you know? Yeah. So it's my home. It's my home. What about you? 
it's funny that you're saying that about purging because we've been doing that as well. And I have been having a difficult time letting go of a lot of those memories. And it's like, I find myself and I tease myself in a joyful way that I'm a memory hoarder. I, I just, I, I hold on to this stuff, but it, I have this amazing awareness lately that I'm ready to let it go. I'm totally ready to let it go and make some changes. So every week we've been making some major changes and letting that stuff go. And that actually has brought me a lot of joy because so it's, it's because it's for someone else. So why do you feel like you want to let go? Like, can I ask you about that? Why do you feel like you have this urge to let some things go? It's for someone else. Like, I don't, like, I don't get it. Like to give it to Goodwill or, or, oh. or another, like I'm done with it. Like a lot of stuff, like a lot of clothing and, and we've gone through like furniture and we, you know, double up on so many things. And it's like, I've held on to so much thinking I'll use this someday you know, and, and I didn't, or maybe once in 10 years. So I've really been, it's interesting that that's our topic today because I've, I've enjoyed the joy that these things have brought me to my life. And so I would love to end it like that too, is just, I'm ready to end that part of it, but in a joyful way to say, okay, now someone else can enjoy it. And let it be something that they want to hold on to or cherish or, um, or just part with it completely. I'm, I'm done. Um, but it, it's brought me joy and I'm ready to let go. Mm -hmm. And that is a vehicle for happiness. It's great that you're thinking that way and that we're on the same page because I've been doing the same thing. And I would only add that there's a reason why I've held on to some of those things. And it's because I paid for it and I spent money on it and I feel guilty getting rid of it, even if mm. it was 20 years ago. <laughs> yes. Is yes. that crazy? No. And so, but gifting it to someone else doesn't matter if it was two days later or 20 years later, someone else needs what we no longer need. Yeah, exactly. And that brings us joy. And that brings us to the end of our podcast today. Yes. So we hope you listen in again next month when we dive into a next important topic that hopefully will serve you as well as it serves us. Yes. Well, thank you all. And, you know, I challenge you take three to five minutes and just switch those thoughts and find the joy in something every single day. And so it is.